Thank you for listening to Sermon Audio from Hill City Church in Springfield, Missouri. We are a community of believers who exist to glorify God by making disciples who bring gospel restoration to our city and world. For more information about Hill City or to support our ministry, you can find us online at hillcitysgf.org. We're going to read from Luke 19. (laughs) He entered Jericho and was passing through, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone into the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, the Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Okay, thank you, Scott. All right. So, so if, if Daniel ever comes to me post-sermon again, like, man, like you got to smile more. I'm going to be like, remember Zacchaeus? I'm just going to go back to that. All right, thanks for having fun with me this morning. Let's, let's pray. And then we'll dive into this, this scripture. Lord, we love you. Just thank you for your word. So, God, quite simply, my prayer is always this, that you will open our eyes, that we will see wonderful and awesome things from your word. Can you do that this morning? In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I just want to start this, this morning with this. There are two kinds of people on the planet, ultimately. Lost people and found people. There are two, two types of people in this theater this morning. Lost people and found people. I just want us to remember that as we look at this story. So let's dive into verse 1. It says that Jesus was on his way. He entered Jericho, was passing through. said he was just passing through. Why? Because he was on his way to Jerusalem. He knows what's in front of him. Like we're getting closer and closer and closer to the cross. Jesus knows this. Most, most everybody else, no one else knows this. But if we're thinking, if, just to give you guys an idea where this is, if, I just want you to think Fairgrove, Missouri. Are you with me? Everybody know how far? That's about how far away Jericho is from Jerusalem. So he's getting close. And he's just passing through. It's not like he was going to Jericho necessarily for a specific reason that anyone would know about. He knew the reason. And it says there that he comes across somebody. Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. I told you last time that I taught, we talked about a tax collector, right? In a parable where he was praying or a Pharisee was praying and then a tax collector, and I didn't go into tax collector and what they were. I'm going to do that today to give you an idea of what's going on here, okay? Chief tax collector, and he was rich. Zacchaeus 
was filthy rich. And I want you to understand what it means to be a tax collector in this day and time. So Rome had taken over, right? Rome was in charge. And God's people were being ruled by the pagan Romans. And here's what the Romans would do. They would go into a city and they would find a guy. In this sense, it would be a Jewish guy. And they would appoint them to be the tax collector. Now, why would they do that? Because Rome did not understand the culture. So they grabbed someone who did. So these chief tax collectors would have understood where money was being made, where money was being hidden even. Like they had to have somebody that knew the culture. That was Zacchaeus. Now Zacchaeus, it just doesn't say he was a tax collector. It says he was chief tax collector. Basically what that means is this. He had done the collecting. He had worked his way up in the company. So he'd kind of done the dirty work. And now he had many tax collectors beneath him. So just think like a, like a pyramid scheme. So another thing that Rome would do is then they would deploy soldiers that Zacchaeus would have at his disposal. And if there would be anyone who would not comply or pay what Zacchaeus told him to pay, he could just point him to here. And the Roman soldiers would either just beat him or even sometimes kill them. But Zacchaeus had that power to say, here, they're not paying. They're not paying. Now, here's what we have to know about this. In the Jewish, in in the Mishnah, a thing called the Mishnah, that's essentially the oral law of Judaism. Here's Here's what this said about a tax collector. So that a tax collector was so loathsome that they should not even be considered human. And that it was not a sin to lie to them because lying to an animal is not a sin. Every tax collector in this time period was viewed as a traitor. They were seen as people who betrayed their nation, they betrayed their families, they betrayed Yahweh to serve the pagan Romans, make no mistake about this, tax, tax collectors had no friends. Yeah, they probably hung out with some other tax collectors, but they did not have any real friendships. See, Rome would give these tax, tax collectors an amount. Here's what you are to collect. And anything you want to get on top of that, whatever. Do your thing. So it's not even like a tax collector would be breaking the law, so to speak, As long as Rome got what they wanted, then a tax collector could extort what he wanted and keep for himself. And tax collectors made their living off of extortion. And Zacchaeus had a bunch of tax collectors working for him, and all the money came to him. Like you get, I, I, I think about the pyramid scheme, I think, how do, you, how do you recruit tax collectors? You know what I mean? Like Zacchaeus is the top guy, and he's got like, to go to these guys that are Jews, and he's got to be like, hey, nobody likes you anyway. Just come work for me. You'll be rich. Like, I don't know how he did it, but he had many tax collectors below him. And Zacchaeus was likely the one that would literally pay the money to a Roman representative, So all the money came to him. He was a hated man. 
He was a despised human. He had no friends. Without question, he was an outcast. He was a loner. Have I painted a picture of Zacchaeus for you? Okay, if that isn't enough, we go on and find out he was a wee little man. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not see because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. So he was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. Now listen, I don't ever want to read anything into scripture that isn't there, okay? Um, But here's what I think. If you are so short that the Holy Spirit of God felt it necessary to breathe out the words to the person writing this, that you are short in stature, man, you're short. Like, every word is God breathed, right? Like, man, that's, that's short. The average height in first century was shorter than the average height today. So dude was short. Now, I brought this because I just want to show you some things to give you an idea, right? So uh, let's say we were here and Prince was performing on this stage. Uh, he's a short dude. I don't know if you guys know Prince, RIP, but <laughs> right here, five, he is five foot two. Prince is five foot two. So he would hit me about right here. Like, and I'm as average as average can be, okay? I'm not tall, just average. Um, Check this out. Four foot ten, that's Danny DeVito. (laughs) He's a little guy, okay? So, So I'm thinking at bare minimum, at bare minimum, we're talking Zacchaeus here, bare minimum Danny DeVito, right? Short. Grown man, that's short. So on top of being hated, here you have this guy that is small in stature. He's short. So he has no friends and he's super short. What what do you think his life had looked like in the past? What do you think his life looked like now? Solomon tells us this. There's nothing new under the sun. I, I can tell you this. Short people were probably made fun of in first century as well. I'm certain He had a rough life. It says he climbed in a tree. Now he did this. There was a massive crowd. And he climbs up in a tree. Now here's what I know. Like at concerts or wherever, at a ball game, like I've never had an issue with a, a person this tall standing in front of me. Right? You can see over them. It's not a big deal. So yes, Zacchaeus climbed in a tree because he wanted to see Jesus, but but. There's another issue that he probably had in this massive crowd. People hated this guy. In their minds, he was subhuman. So when there's a massive crowd, and here Zacchaeus is, and no one, there's commotion, like, I'm going to take that opportunity for some hip checking. I might take that opportunity. This guy just came to my house. And took my kids' college fund. I, I'm throwing an elbow. 
Like, I promise you, he was not safe in this crowd. So it's not that, that he just climbed the tree so he could see. It was probably the only safe place he could go. So he's in a tree. And here comes Jesus, verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So here we have Jesus. Without question, guys, make no mistake, Jesus is a celebrity by this point. He's been around, masses are following him. He is a big deal. People are following him. There's gonna, I mean, he, he's, got, he's got an entourage, and he's going through this great Israeli city of Jericho. I want us to think like Springfield, Missouri. So, say a super popular person like Jesus is coming to Springfield, Missouri. And we would think, okay, who's he going to ask to see? Who's he going to stop and talk to? And, and just, just a name that comes to my mind, like Johnny Morris, right? The guy, the guy that started Bass Pro. Johnny Morris. Jesus is going to come to times and like, Give me, let me find Johnny Morris. I want to talk to him. So, so funny story. I, you can ha- hear how I tell this or you can hear how Daniel tells I've met Johnny Morris, and all you need to know is this. We're basically best friends. Okay? That's all you need to know. Don't listen to what Daniel tells you. Jesus doesn't come and ask for Johnny Morris. Jesus doesn't come to Springfield and ask, hey, I want to see the pastor of the biggest church in town. I want to talk to him. That's not what he does. Jesus chooses to stop and talk to the most despised, unpopular man in the whole city. He chooses to stop and talk to the wee, little, wicked Zacchaeus. And what does he do? He calls him. He calls him. See, Jesus looks up in the tree and he knew his name. And I don't know how Jesus knew his name. Was he so popular that Jesus knew who he was? What the Holy Spirit of God had told him? What I don't know. We don't know. I don't think it matters. I just know this. Jesus knew his name. And he said his name, Zacchaeus. He knew his name and he called him by name. Hill City Church, this is still the work of God. He knows your name this morning. The Bible says he knows more than that. The Bible says he knows how many hairs are on your head. The Bible says he knows every thought that's in your brain. The Bible says he knows everything about you. He knows everything bad that you, ever done, that you ever did in the past. He knows everything bad that you're going to do in the future. He knows all of it. And know this, Hill City, he still calls you. If you're not a believer here this morning, because there are people here who are not believers, you are lost. It's likely that you're here today Because Jesus is calling your name. He calls people to himself. That's what he does. And here's the gospel this morning. By the way, you will not come to this church on a Sunday and not hear the gospel. So here's the gospel this morning. It's not that he just 
calls you, he does not wait for you to clean up your act before he calls you. See, Zacchaeus was in the tree, and while he was in the tree, make no mistake about it, he's still a slimy, wicked tax collector. And Jesus called him. And he looks up in a tree and he says, Zacchaeus, I must come to your house today. What just happened? Because we can just look over that if we don't understand the context. In this culture, for Jesus to say that, it was equal to him looking up in the tree and saying, Zacchaeus, I am your friend, and you are my friend. Wicked, slimy thief, Zacchaeus. And what did Zacchaeus do? Verse 6. So he hurried, he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Of course he did. Of course he did. Because finally, you guys remember what I talked about a few weeks ago, finally Zacchaeus has acceptance. Finally Zacchaeus has approval. And all of us at our deepest level, we want a place, and even more than that, we want a person that we can be with and not feel disapproval and not feel shame. And Jesus comes on the scene and he gives Zacchaeus what he's been looking for his whole life. Make no mistake about it, Jesus is the only one that can fully give that to Zacchaeus. And Jesus is the only one who can fully give that to us. He called him and Jesus comes and he gives him friendship. And I'm going to your house today, and I'm going to your, la, 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 la. Let's pray and go home. See, the thing is, we have verse 7. They didn't put this part in the song. And we need to pay very close attention to it this morning. Let me stop for a minute. Is that rain? Okay. Maybe it's on the lake. I don't know, but we're here. <laughs> this is a little jab. <laughs> uh, okay. Back here, back here with me. So Zacchaeus comes down. He receives him joyfully. Check out verse 7. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. So here you have a group of people. Whoever is in this group of people. And they saw what Jesus did and two things happened. They grumbled and they gossiped. Right? We know, we know they gossiped because they, they said they said he has gone in to be with the guest of a man who is a sinner. And you notice what I talked about last time I taught. They said it about. They didn't say it to. They didn't have the guts to go to Jesus and say, Jesus, listen. 
hey, I just need to let you know what's going on here. I, this, is, this is weird that you're going. They didn't do that. They didn't go to Zacchaeus and say, man, you're wicked. How could you? This isn't right. No, no, no. They talked about them. They didn't talk to them. They were gossiping. They were grumbling and they were gossiping. Think about the contrast in response. Zacchaeus joyfully comes down and receives Jesus' invitation. And this, this big group of people grumbles and gossips. Side note. You want to see a church get ripped apart. Grumble and gossip. Man, it is evil, it is wicked, it is demonic. But this is, this is actually a very religious response, if I'm honest. This is a very self-righteous response. So let me give you a sad truth, Hill City. I'm going to give you a sad truth, and I just want you to be aware so that you may not be guilty of this one day. Here's a sad truth. Whenever God's grace rains down, when God starts to move, inevitably, people will grumble. People will gossip. Sadly, it can come oftentimes from the God's people. People get weird. They start saying things like, Surely they're not making that into a college church, are they? People get weird. Are they, are they serving over there in that, in that neighborhood? Are they, should they be loving those people? People get weird. They say, I know people are meeting Jesus. Yeah, there's a bunch of people getting baptized, but man, I heard those guys drink. I'm just telling you, when God moves, people will grumble and people will gossip. It's been a pattern from the beginning of time. But let's pay attention to what Jesus did. Actually, let's pay attention to what Jesus didn't do. You think, Jesus was God. He knew what was going on. He knew of the grumbling. He knew of the gossip. But here's, this is not Jesus. He's going to Zacchaeus' house. People are grumbling. People are gossiping. He doesn't stop and go, uh, you know what? You're right. You're right. This man is a sinner. Zacchaeus, back up to your tree. See, Jesus didn't care. He just didn't care about the grumbling and the gossiping. He did not let that deter him. Because here's what was really being said by the crowds who were grumbling and gossiping. We're better than Zacchaeus. God should love us more, like, we're more godly than him. Of course God should love us more. What is going on here? Like our, our sins are not nearly as bad as his. Like he, 
He's an animal. Zacchaeus? This is bull. Hill City Church, who is it? Who is it? Maybe it's an individual. Maybe it's a group of people in general. But who is it that if God moved in this city or on their heart and he poured out his grace onto them, who is it that if they walked in here to worship would cause you to grumble? If you saw, if you knew what I knew about him, the gospel is this: one hundred percent of us were Zacchaeus. One hundred percent of us, we're all guilty, and not one person, not one group of people deserve God's grace more than another. So Jesus goes anyway. He doesn't let the grumbling get to him. He doesn't let the gossip get to him. Hill City Church, don't let the grumbling and gossip get to you. You do what the Father has called you to do. Let's just mimic our king. Just keep on going. Mimic our king. Because awesome things happen. Look at verse 8. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. Hill City, you got to hear me on this. Listen, when Jesus calls when Jesus calls change happens this is important Zacchaeus was a new man Zacchaeus was lost and now Zacchaeus was found two types of people in the world but we need to know this Hill City Church this is huge Jesus not only forgives people he doesn't just forgive you he changes you Religious people have a tough time understanding that. See, Zacchaeus repented. He calls Jesus Lord. Did you see that? Don't don't miss that. In verse 8, Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord. See, Jesus became his Lord. And as a tax collector, this is huge, especially as a chief tax collector. Zacchaeus would have most certainly many times have uttered these words, Caesar is Lord. He would have had to. Caesar is Lord. That's what everybody said. Because Caesar was the highest authority, but Jesus comes in and he calls him. And Zacchaeus was changed, and now Jesus became his ultimate. Caesar was no longer Lord, but Jesus was Lord This is big. I want you to hear this this morning. This is big. If you follow Jesus, if you have been called by God, it isn't just that Jesus saves you and then you get to go do whatever you want 
And then God forgives you, and then you keep going and doing whatever you want, and then God forgives you, and that's the pattern of your life. That is not how it works. To follow Jesus, to be a Christian means this. I did whatever I wanted. Then Jesus saved me. Jesus found me. And I realized that nearly everything I wanted was not what God wanted. So since Jesus is now my Lord, as Zacchaeus called him, Jesus is now my Lord. See, I want to do what he wants me to do, even when I don't want to do it. And I change. Better yet, Jesus changes me. This is not to say that Zacchaeus changed and was perfect. We'll, we'll never teach that here. That did not happen. Zacchaeus was still sinned. And you will too. But when Jesus changes you, you will not be okay with it. Does that make sense? I mean, we're going to mess up. But when Jesus changes you, when Jesus calls you, things that you used to be okay with, you are no longer okay with because Jesus changes you. And we have proof because Zacchaeus, he made restitution, didn't he? Do we see this? And I don't want us to just look at this like, yeah, he gave, he gave away half of his stuff he, he, and, then, and then fourfold he restored back. I want us to see the big picture here. What was Zacchaeus really doing? Zacchaeus received grace, the grace of Jesus. And then here's what he did. He became an agent of grace. Right? Because Jesus didn't even tell him to do those things. Did he? You guys remember the rich young ruler, right? He comes to Jesus. What must I do? Jesus like, sell everything you've got. And then come follow me. Did Jesus tell Zacchaeus to do that? He didn't. He didn't didn't have to tell Zacchaeus to do anything. And, And don't read into scripture what's not there. Zacchaeus did not sell everything that he had. He did not become poor. The Bible doesn't tell us that. Jesus didn't have to tell him. Zacchaeus was a changed man. Zacchaeus did not become a perfect person. Zacchaeus became a changed person. And that's what happens when Jesus calls your name. Verse 10. If there's a verse that's the theme of the Gospels, for sure the theme of Luke, this is it. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Hill City Church, that is the reason for Jesus. Hill City Church, that is the reason for Hill City Church. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. If you know Jesus this morning and and he is your Lord, if he has saved you, it's because he sought you, period. He sought you. 
See, there are two kinds of people in the world. Lost people and found people. If you don't know Jesus, he wants to seek you, he wants to save you this morning. In Luke 19, this passage that we just read, Jesus is on his way to the cross. He's on his way to where he's going to die. And he's going to pay your debt and he's going to pay my debt. And he did it. And in doing that, then you get to be a friend of God. And I get to be a friend of God. And Hill City Church, if you know Jesus today, if you are a found person, You must be an agent of his grace, a tool for him to use in his seeking. Let's pray.